You're listening to The Jeff Caven Show, Episode 7, Seven Tips for Raising Daughters. Hey, I'm Jeff Cavins. How do you simplify your life? How do you study the Bible? All the way from motorcycle trips to raising kids, we're going to talk about the faith and life in general. It's The Jeff Caven Show. And I want to welcome you to the show. Good to have you with us once again. Great show up ahead. We're going to be talking about, uh, well, something that's near and dear to my heart. You know, every single day at home, I, I walk around the house and I see pictures on the walls of my three girls, my three daughters. That's all I've got. I've got all girls. And uh, my wife's a girl. Uh, our dog is a girl. I imagine the Fisher girls, too. But I have all dirt girls in the family, and we're going to talk about raising daughters today on the show. That's exactly what we're going to talk about, raising daughters on the show. Hey, I want, to wel- I want to welcome you, but also thank you for the great feedback that we have been receiving on the previous shows. It, it really is uh, a blessing to hear from you, and uh, I want to, I want to uh, encourage you to continue that. You can get in touch with us uh, very easily by going to ascensionpresents.com forward slash podcasts, and guess what's waiting for you there? The show notes. we got a great crew. We got a great crew, and they've been putting together show notes for all of the episodes, real detail. Uh, last last uh, uh, last uh, few shows, we've been talking about a lot of scriptures. They're all there waiting for you because you're driving down the road. We don't want you to be taking notes on the road. So when you get home, you can go and uh, you can just print out these notes. It's kind of a kind of a gift, and I'm I'm grateful for the staff and our team that's doing that for you. So you can find out Bible verses, photos, links to my favorite resources, all of those things at ascensionpresents.com forward slash podcast. Now, when you get there, you'll see a picture of the three uh, most recent shows. And if you want to see all the shows, just click on the title, The Jeff Caven Show, and then suddenly you will see all of our episodes, and you can go to any one of them. Encourage you to share it with your with your friends. You can email me personally at the Jeff Caven Show at ascensionpress.com. You can also go to iTunes and subscribe. Do me a favor, rate the show. It will help me reach more people with the message of the gospel. Well, joining me today in just a, a few minutes is going to be a Steve Motel. Steve Motel is the director of product development at Ascension Press. We worked together for many years. We, we even go way back to the EWTN days uh, nearly 20 years ago. And I've asked him to join me today because he, like me, has three daughters. He has three daughters. And so, uh, Steve, welcome. Welcome to our show. You got five daughters. I got five. <laughs> what am I forgetting here? You got five. You, you beat for, me. Just forgetting math. That's all. And you don't like to lose a competition. I understand completely. Exactly. Three, five. What's the difference? Did but I say three? I meant six. six. <laughs> I, like you, I say all the time, too. I have six. I count my wife. We always had a, a, a female dog. We have two female cats. We've got, I think, six or eight female sheep. So like you, I am blessed among women. Well, yes, that's the phrase I use often, too. You know, I, I am aware, I am very aware that raising girls is different than raising boys. I mean, it has to be, it has to be different. And So they tell us. Yeah, so they would. tell us, yeah. Uh, and, and, I, and, and I really do enjoy my girls. I remember the very first day, uh, my three girls are Carly, 
Carly is uh, now uh, an anesthetist. She is uh, married. She has two boys, my grandchildren. And uh, I have a, a daughter in college, and I have a daughter in high school. So I, I have a daughter with a, uh, in every area of life right now. You know, I'm, I'm dealing with that, which is, is kind of interesting. But I remember the very first day of all three. And, uh, and I'll just review that real quickly with you. I remember the day that Carly was born. And as a new dad, I was a wreck. I'm like, I'm looking at her, you know, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm watching her to see if her little chest is moving, sure. if she's breathing yeah. still, you know, every little thing. And the nurse came in and the nurse used a word that I'd never heard before. She said, jaundice. And I, I'm like, what, 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 what's jaundice? Yeah. And I said to the nurse, I took her to the side. I said, nurse, <laughs> sounded like a, a drama on television. Nurse, be frank with me. How bad can jaundice be? What's the worst that could happen? And the nurse, without any bedside manner, said, well, they could die. I mean, they could die. Thank you. They could die. So I stayed next to that crib almost the entire time to make sure that jaundice, whatever that is, didn't kill her. You and know? you still haven't left her side. I haven't. Yeah. But the thing I remember the most is when Emily and I left, the hospital we put that little that little car seat in the back squarely in the middle in case there was a car accident on either side and i we, at that time the babies were facing the front they weren't facing the back like a lot of the car seats now and i put the rear view mirror down so that i could see her the entire way home oh, yeah. and i drove all the way home road Look at the mirror. Road, look at the mirror. Road, look at the mirror. Watching to make sure she was okay. And I remember bringing her in. Were you thinking the same thing I was thinking in that moment? I, I, I can't believe they're letting me take her home. Yeah. I have no clue what I'm doing. And when I got home, I thought, I can't believe I did this. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> I got, now I got a responsibility right. for 18 years. You know, and I remember the But other... your eyes have not, you've not taken your eyes out of the rearview mirror. I mean, I haven't. No. No, I haven't. And, and she's as beautiful as the day that we brought her home. And, and my daughter, that's Carly, my middle daughter, Jackie, my youngest, Tony. Same thing at the hospital. I remember picking up Jackie she, after 20 minutes after she was born. And I held her and I said, I don't know why I said it, but I guess I felt it. I said, I would die for you. Beautiful. And with Tony, I remember looking at her saying, we have chosen you. Mm. You are chosen mm. by God. And so the beginning of the of all three were were really, really special. What was your experience uh, with uh, the birth of uh, wow. five well, baby girls? Yeah, we're five. We're five and uh, we've got quite a range. We're 25 down to 10. Um, so we've got, uh, Hannah's our oldest and she, uh, she is uh, a full-time teacher now. Uh-huh. Uh, graduated Franciscan University last last year. Bethany is uh, a senior at Franciscan. And we've got two um, in high school, Jenna and Juliet. And then Felicity's our little one at ten, and she she definitely keeps us young because <laughs> uh, she's she's really cool because she she's into all kinds of stuff, but she's still into the dolls and the, the fun little girl stuff. So she really keeps us young in all, all kinds of great ways. But um, the range is great. I, I again, just like you, Jeff, I don't know. Uh, in a, any other way. You know, I don't have sons. And so my life is daughters and I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I, it's just the greatest gift in the world. Not only being a dad, but being a dad to girls. I, I tell all my guy friends, like, I don't know if every man needs a son, but every man needs a daughter. Yeah, I mean, it, is just, it is just such a gift. They're so good to me. The first thing I noticed, you asked, you know, the first thing I noticed was, wow, they don't look like me. They don't talk like me. They don't act like me. And the second thought I had was, well, thank God, you know, because I prayed for that. I want them to look like their mother yeah. and talk like their mother and act well, like their mother. They're such pretty girls. If they had beards, I mean, that would just, <laughs> that's not right. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, they are. They're beautiful. And, and Every way. And, and they're all so unique. I'm sure you've experienced the same thing. It's like same environment, same upbringing, same mom and dad. Mm-hmm. They're all so different in so many ways. But, um, you know, but they but they are, um, 
you know, they, they challenge me in all kinds of good ways because they stretch me to go beyond the, 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 the sort of typical masculine modality, you know, right. to, to understand the feminine heart. And, and I think, and I know you well, Jeff, and I know you, cause I know you share this as well. And I, and I wonder, did God give us girls because we had a heart for them or did God give us a heart for girls because he knew we were going to have them? And I don't think it matters. Or did he give us girls because he knew we'd beat up the boys? There you go. Exactly. That's also possible. I do, <laughs> I do have a lot of nephews and I'm pretty rough on them. But um, but it's great. I, I, I just love the way in which girls act well, and communicate. Well, we're going to look into, so, uh, talk about some wisdom for cool. ra- raising girls and some some tips for our, our listeners on raising girls because we're both, we're both at the veteran level now and we have learned uh, some ways mm-hmm. the hard way. And, and to go back, I think it's I think it's safe to say that any dad, and we're talking from a dad's perspective, any dad, uh, once he has raised his daughters, most of them would say, if I could do it again, I would do something different. I would, my attitude might be different uh, and that type Mm -hmm. of thing. And we're going to, we're going to talk about that. In fact, we're going to, we're going to compare, we're going to compare raising daughters with the adjectives that James uses in, uh, in his document, in his letter on wisdom. Mm. And we're going to talk about those uh, for a Great. moment. But one of the things I want to establish at the beginning is uh, is this scripture that says in Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they grow old, they won't depart from it. And one of the misnomers there is that is that when your five daughters came into your life and my three daughters came into my life, that they came in as blank slates, like a hard drive that needed to be filled, and that God put them in our life and said, fill that hard drive, make them up any way you want, train them up in the way that they should go. And in the Hebrew, it's not that way at all. In the Hebrew, it actually means train up a child in the way that they are going. And when they grow old, they will not depart from it. And you mentioned this earlier, Steve, that every one of your daughters is different. Mm -hmm. You can't train them all up identical. They're different. That's a great point. Right. They're different. So off the bat, we need to establish that between the two of us, we've got eight girls. We've got eight gifts, eight packages from God that are all different and different nuances, different likes, different talents, different temperaments, Mm -hmm. um, emotions, all of that. But we do find some commonality in in them, I think. But the differences are are definitely there. So our role as dads is to is to teach, and in fact, the scriptures uh, you know talk to us about teach the word of God to your children. But we're also observers mm. that they're all different. What have you observed about your five daughters mm. that? as far as their their difference in one another. Yeah, well, it's a great question. I think that, you know, they um they have a they have a real um a, a real sense of concern and care for one another that I think is genuinely a feminine heart. Um yet yet so so um yet they'll have a lot of they'll have conflict too because they're they're broken like we're all broken and they're all living in the same home together and and they bump into each other and and they'll have conflict and and what I've noticed simultaneously is a gift of them, but also a flaw of my own, is that there's sort of this wiring in us men um, to just sort of want to jump in and fix something, right? You know, and, <laughs> and, and, and you know, I, I, I didn't read this somewhere. I didn't make this up. I just know it's my nature. I overreact and I react too quickly. And this is, um, so when you say before, like, we're going to look back and think, well, you know, what did I, what did I, where did I fall down? That's one area I, I, I really struggle with and I'm really trying to work on because, my girls, as they've gotten older, I mean, Jeff, this cracks me up every time, but in a in a beautiful way. I'll hear, I'll I'll try to jump in, and one of them will say to me, "Dad, we we got this," you yeah. know? and I'm like, "Oh, wow, 
that's my, my great. girls do the same thing too. <laughs> they'll they'll break in. And I'm I'm talking to one of them. Yeah. The other one will say, "Dad, she gets it." Yeah, right. Back off. Yeah, back off. Right, back off. So I don't always trust. So I'll kind of back up, but still listen. I'll think and I'll, and I'll observe, which again is not my first my first posture is to jump in, not to observe. But if I give myself the time and I give them the space. Boy, they do. They do got it. They're smart. They've, they've learned a lot and they can interact. And they, I've got to not be afraid to let them walk through and work through some conflict. You know, you want to stand by almost like the, 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 the guardrails and, right. and, you know, in bowling, you know, to, to protect them as best that you can. But you also have to give them the freedom to make those mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, um, because that's where they grow. And I think that's one of the things as dads, we don't want them to fall off the bike. We don't want them to skin their knee. But that can be a mistake, you know, because right. we're not letting them experience um, the, the fall and, and the pain because joy and beauty and growth comes on the other side of that. So rather than, you know, um, rather than neutering that or, or stunting it, um, that opportunity by jumping in too quickly, I'm learning in my older years to, to stay back a little bit. Yeah. You know? and, I think that's true with me too. In fact, that's, yeah. a, that's a point that I uh, was reminded of before, before doing the show today that that I, if I had it to do it over again, I would give them more room yes. to make some yeah. mistakes and more room. But as you said, as dads, as fathers, we fix things, you know. And I, I remember my oldest went to Steubenville too. In fact, we lived there, and I was teaching right. at Steubenville. Right. And we lived over by if, if you, anyone's familiar with Steubenville, Holy Rosary Church. I lived right across the street, Kitty Corner there, and and there's a bit of a hill there. And we were teaching Carly how to ride a bike, <laughs> and she wanted to go down this hill, and I'm like, I don't think. So. <laughs> So uh, what's wrong with flat ground, you know? Right. And my daughters ride bikes on flat grounds, not hills. You know, if I had a boy, he'd take a hill. Right. <laughs> but the girls are not going to take a hill. Well, she went down that hill, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, my gosh. And then she started screaming out. She couldn't find the brake. And I'm like, oh, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah. And, and she ended up wrecking. Right, right. But uh, her pretty little face didn't get touched. <laughs> but it, it was really, it was really har- you know, harrowing. It was, uh, yeah. it was difficult for me. But you're right. We have a tendency to want to fix everything for mm-hmm. them. And at times they need to fix things for them, for themselves. Or, or yes. And, and, and part of that fixing for themselves is allowing them to go to God, you know, and, and, and letting him enter in. Because I think sometimes if we dads jump in too quickly, we're also kind of removing unintentionally God from the equation. Like mm-hmm. we're not giving God time to move. So, so yeah, we fix things too quickly. We need to give them more room, but we're afraid of the room. I am. I'm afraid of, yeah. I fear, oh my gosh, what if I give them more room and more space? Something bad happens, you know? Yeah. It's, it is a lack of trust, certainly. So I, we have to trust more in the fatherhood of God that he's at, he's at work here too, you know? Yep. Uh, and I know as a, as a father, we have uh, a number of basic responsibilities. Uh, number one, we have a responsibility with our daughters to image our Heavenly Father. Amen. Amen. And uh, that's the one where uh, I'm glad we get to do that. But to be honest with you, at times I feel like a real failure. Sure. And I feel like, um, listen, honey, I, I know, and I've, and I've told my daughters this. I said, watch me because I'm going to try to act like your Heavenly Father when they were little watch me. And when I said that, I thought, oh man, I wish I wouldn't have said that mm. because I've really put myself on the line here. Mm-hmm. And there are times where I, I, I have had to say with them, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, a dad didn't respond well on that. I'm really, really sorry, which we would think would discount uh, in their eyes, our authority and uh, nobility and everything else, but actually it builds. Yes. And they're, they're respectful. Like, dad, thank you for, mm-hmm. for saying that. And um, my brother, Jeff, I am so 
so glad you said that because I, I feel the exact same way. And I, and I, um, and I tell men, you know, my wife and I do, uh, a lot of work with engaged couples and you want to think to tell them, you know, you do not, you, yes, your number one job is to image the father and the responsibility and the awe and the joy and the gift that comes with that. But you're, you're, but you are imperfect. You're going to make mistakes. So don't be afraid. And maybe it's unique between with daughters, because again, we don't have sons, but I find it very um, helpful and healthy and even easy to for me to, to just tell the girls, look, dad made a mistake. I, I, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I jumped in too quick. I overreacted. I made a decision without getting all the information, whatever it might have been. And I do. I believe that. I think it, it, it actually has born a lot of good fruit, more trust, more mm-hmm. respect you mm-hmm. know, among us. And, don't be afraid to, to. And I want to encourage. I want to encourage you who are listening too. You know, you've got you've got daughters. Uh, uh, it, it's a it's a process. You know that we're raising our, our daughters, we're raising our children, and there are times where you have to take stock. How am I doing? And make the adjustments. And there's nothing wrong with admitting. You know, to talk to your wife and to say, I think I'm being a little hard, or I'm I'm uh, I'm, I'm maybe I'm provoking them to to anger. In fact. Um, uh, Steve, I'm talking with Steve Motel about this because he has five daughters. Steve is the director of product development at Ascension Press, and we have this in common for sure. We have all girls. Steve, there's two texts that I'm thinking of uh, before we take our, our first break. One is Ephesians 6, 4, where Paul says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, <laughs> but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord, uh, what, what would that mean to you? I mean, have you ever have you ever had an opportunity where you thought maybe I am provoking them to anger? Because I have a, oh a few goodness. times. Yeah, yeah, but, too many times. Uh, and and I think um, and again, I don't know if it's just a girl thing or not. But but my girls are not shy about letting me know. You know, <laughs> they, they they're not shy about letting me know when they think I've made a mistake or again I've overreacted. I provoked them, whatever. And my wife uses that scripture quote with me probably too often, you know, more than I care to admit, but, um, but it's a good reminder. It's a, it's an important reminder because I, that's not what I want to do. We want to, we want to create a space where the girls feel completely free and liberated to, to, to discover who God's calling them to be. And I think when we provoke them to anger for whatever, we're being too hard on them, too critical, um, uh, you know, uh, projecting onto them, sarcasm, uh, sarcasm, all of that. I think, um, yeah, biting comments like that, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it certainly chips it chips away at the, at the very fabric of what we're actually trying to to build in the home. Right, and I think it's important to remember as fathers that you're not owners. You yeah, don't own them. Amen. You don't own them. They are gods, and you are a steward, and they, you have been given this gift for a period of time as a steward to train them up, love them, you know. And, and and protect them. I was actually mentioning this earlier, uh, several things. One is we have been called to image our Heavenly Father to Him. We have been called to protect them. We have been called to teach them and to nurture them, you know, and, and to, to lead them. And these are the things that we have been called to as, as dads. Mm. And I, I can still remember, wh- I know why now when I dropped them off, uh, Carly, at Steubenville, and I had to drive away from Steubenville, a two-day ride back to Minnesota from Ohio. I can tell you right now, it was the hardest day mm. of my life. As I dropped her off at that cross at Franciscan University, we left her at the cross. Yeah. We prayed with her yeah. and left her at the cross. Mm. And uh, Emily and I got back in the car, and we both looked forward, and we didn't talk for almost two hours. We couldn't. We were crying. Wow. And 
for me as a father, it was different than Emily as a mother. For me as a father, I'm called to protect her. I'm called to, you know, to nurture her, to image the heavenly right. father. And I'm driving away. away. Yeah. Well, I'm driving yeah. away. And that is, that is really, really hard. And you know what? I wrote her a letter that day mm. and I, I prayed and I said, God, I would give my right arm for one more year mm. at home. Mm. Just one more year at home. And I can tell you, my, my friends who are, who are joining us today, you got girls, you've got girls, and maybe they're two years away from college, four or five years away from college. The day will come where you will wish you had one more year. Now, some of you are saying, uh-uh, one less. But no, most of the time, it's one more year. Hey, we're going we're gonna to take a break. When we come back, uh, Steve, I want to talk about uh, some adjectives from James chapter 3, where he talks about wisdom. And I think that this sums up the wisdom of Jesus, but I think it's going to give us some information to talk about, about how to be a better father to our daughters. And, uh, uh, and I, and I think it will be interesting. My friend, I want to remind you all the show notes are available to you. All the scriptures we're giving any pictures, any links we mentioned, we're doing it all for you. You can go to ascensionpresents.com forward slash podcasts. You'll see the Jeff Caven show at the top. The, the most recent three shows will be at the top. Click. If you want more, click on the Jeff Caven show. All of them will show up. I think you'll be surprised at just how many notes we're giving you and how we want to help uh, help to equip you, you know, to walk as a disciple of Jesus today. And that's what this show is all about. It's about practical living, the, the Christian life, and what it means to be a disciple, what it means to be a disciple. So, hey, let me also say this uh, to you as well. Check out uh, ascensionpress.com. All of the Bible studies now, and you know I've been involved in the Great Adventure, and and uh, oh boy, I don't even know how many Bible studies we've ha- we have now. We have so many that are available to you. We've changed everything now. It used to be that you would buy the DVDs and bring them to your church. Well, you can still do that, but everything has changed. And uh, if you go there, you can sign up. If you've got four people, that constitutes a group. And if you can get four people and you can get them to sign up at ascensionpress.com, then guess what? We're going to give you the videos absolutely free. Digital delivery. It's a new world. <laughs> it's a new time. It's what it's what uh, Tevia said when his girls were going to get married. <laughs> it's a new world, love. So <laughs> we need to talk about Tevia when we talk about our oh, daughters, too, because that's a whole other study. But go to ascensionpress.com. Get your group signed up. It's free. No sign-up fees. No monthly fees. It's a new world study. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Jeff Caven Show. It's hard to live out your Catholic faith on your own. In fact, the Bible reveals that we need a community of people to help us on our journey of faith. If you're interested in finding that community by joining or starting a small group study, visit ascensionpress.com and sign up for a free Ascension account. With your account, you'll get all the tools you need to start walking with others towards Christ. Welcome back to the Jeff Caven Show. I'm Jeff, and it's so good to be with you. Uh, we're talking about raising daughters, and I, I brought in on the show here a very good friend of mine and a colleague at Ascension Press, and he's the director of 
production or product de- development, the director of product development. That's Steve Motel. And Steve, it's, it's, it is always fun to talk about our daughters because Steve has five girls, no sons. I have three girls, no sons. His wife's a girl. Mine is too. <laughs> and it's, so it's, it's really a, a lot of, a lot of fun to, uh, to talk about it. We could consider ourselves, I guess, the, the Christian Tevias. <laughs> that's right. You know, living in Anatevka. Yeah. And uh, we have Goldas at home, and, and we've got daughters who are in a new strange world and yep. strange ideas about love and everything else. And here we are. We won't feel, go there. But... Feel, I feel his pain and his joy every time <laughs> I watch the movie. Yeah. Hey, we're going to take James chapter 3, and, uh, and this is in the show notes if you are uh, listening to this on the road. James chapter 3, verses 13 through 18, gives it gives seven adjectives that describe wisdom and i think for every father that's raising girls this is a good outline for you to uh, to follow on top of some of the things we've already mentioned about train up a child in the way that they should go and when they grow old they will not depart from it and uh, don't pr- provoke your children to anger teach your children the word of god uh there's also these great adjectives so let's dive in and take a look at them james gives this great description he says love or, uh, wisdom is, and he describes wisdom. And the first thing he says is that wisdom is pure. So if a father is going to walk in pure wisdom, wisdom with his daughters, it's going to be pure. In other words, it doesn't have ulterior motives, and it's not manipulative. It's not manipulative. That's a good idea for us as fathers to to be be wise with our daughters in the sense of being pure. There's no ulterior motives. We're very, very transparent with them. Yeah, amen. And I think uh, for me, one thing, a hard lesson to learn, and I'm sure you can share this uh, this pain with me as well, is that we, rather than trying to um, project onto them the, way, the life that we think we want them to have or they should have, we want to listen to their hearts. You know, mm-hmm. we want we want to try to li- listen and what do, what does God put in them? What what are the gifts, the talents, and joys? Unwrap that package. Unwrap yeah. it exactly. And 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 what a what it's really a privilege to be a dad of a daughter, to be able to participate in that, to kind of foster that, not manipulate it, not control it, which is what we fall into every day. We fall into the trap of trying to manipulate it or control it. I think you should go to this school, or I think you should do this, or date this guy, or not date anybody. Mm-hmm. So um, I didn't have a son, so you are playing hockey. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, hang up those ballet slippers. You're picking up the skates. So, um, and that can, that's a daily challenge for, for a dad. And again, maybe it is for, for a dad of boys, but certainly for girls, because we, we really have to um, exercise the listening ability to really listen to their hearts. And I think that's where I've gotten myself in trouble so many times. I, I remember one time Genevieve, who's now 18, and she's our self-professed mid-kid. She's right in the middle, number three of five, and she's clearly the most passionate in every way. And I know I've talked with you about her, Jeff. She's the girl that when she walks into a room, the room is going to change. It's either going to go up in joy or it's going to get heavy. It's one of the two. She has a gift that she's going to change the room. I tell her, baby, you have got a gift. You know, careful how you use it. But um, so when she says things, I kind of take note, right? And one day, I don't know what I was doing, on the laptop, doing dishes, whatever. I was doing in the moment and she was trying to speak to me trying to say something and and um she just grabbed me I could hear it it went right to my heart she just said she said dad you're not listening and Jeff I've heard that so many times before dad you're not listening but there was something in that moment that just Mm -hmm. pierced my heart because I realized she's she's right Mm -hmm. she's right I'm not listening this girl has um 
earn the right to, to be captivated by to, to have my attention um that she's captured my attention and 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 i and i so i stopped what i was doing i said Babe, you're absolutely right. I'm, I'm, we multitask too as men, right? And what a failure that is. We try, and we fail at everything. So I saw the moment. What you know? What what what? I apologize again. I, I'm sorry. You're absolutely right. And and I've learned from that is we we have to rather than multitask. It's better to say you know this sounds really important. Can Dad finish what he's doing? And then you know and then and then we can talk. Or or do you want to talk right now? Sure. So that lit. And then Jeff, I know you you did it too. Eye contact is so important, with, especially with, with girls. Make the eye contact. Use your body language to let the girls know you're listening. Well, on that on that yeah. point, Steve, um, women are very relational. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I have a, a good friend who heads up a, a women's ministry, Kelly Walquist, and she has, talks about how women are radically relational radically radically like like relational yeah. and and they and they do want to talk mm-hmm. and feelings are very important and you can run into a little boy and it's like he's not gonna sit there and talk about feelings but necessarily but the young girls seem to want to talk about their their feelings and i think that we need to pull back and listen yes and, and be you know quiet and listen to them it brings me to my next next point james talks about how wisdom is peaceable mm. and uh, peaceable really is a right relationship between god and and between people that have a, a right relationship. Godly wisdom always results in, in right relationships with one another. And uh, godly wisdom does not produce strife or bitterness. And there are times when we can, we can do something that is right, but it's not wise. You know, it's not the right time. It's, it's not, it, it doesn't produce peace. And I'm reminded of that great proverb uh, that says, as apples of gold in a setting of silver, so are the right words and the right circumstances. Mm. And I know that there have been many times where the girls will have their friends over. And that is a point where most girls are like, oh, no, I'm walking on eggshells. Dad is going to embarrass me, which is part That's of our, our job. It's That's our calling. Our, we're very good at that. We're, it's our calling. Totally embarrass your daughters in front of their friends. Absolutely. Uh, for example, when I used to have the show on EWTN, I had a regular makeup kit. <laughs> and my daughter's friends would come over and I'd bring my makeup kit out. <laughs> and she's like, Dad, get out of here. No, I want to talk about foundation. Mm-hmm. I use an origin foundation in this particular color like dad leave now but behind that dad leave now i think was a love of you know this is my crazy right my crazy right. dad who's engaged in my life you know yeah they can't articulate it but i know that they they appreciate that well they you know when it. you talk about the right words and the right circumstances yeah. and uh we can we can we can do something that's right but it's not wise i think that comes into play when our, our girls have their friends over or there's a couple of guys over to have pizza or whatever it might be and there's a right time to say something and there's a wrong time to say something you can embarrass them or or discipline the girls right. in front of the wrong people. Mm-hmm. And some dads will do that. They'll just like, well, nope, they need, they need to be disciplined. It's the wrong time. Yeah. It's the wrong yeah. time. You've got to protect their heart. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. And, and you can't, it can't be a, it, about shame or embarrassment, right. you know, and, and we've all made this mistake obviously. So, um, but I do remember early on, uh, hearing, advice from some other dad that you know the discipline should be a private matter you know if if you if you can remove the child from the from the room and go discipline of the room that's good. if not then if it's if if, the, if something's not on fire then then just wait wait mm-hmm. for a better time so yeah absolutely i i i too have have embarrassed my girls in front of their friends because just pick their own time but even in front of siblings again it's not it, right. it, it you know you want to do it in private and uh, and and keep that a personal thing number 3 on the list is gentle 
uh, wisdom oh, yeah. wisdom is gentle. I'll be honest with you. This is the one that uh, speaks most to me because um, we all have different personalities as as dads. I have a I think I have a, a more of a forceful, uh, louder personality than maybe some dads do. I wish it wasn't that way. I wish I was Mr. You know, the gentle giant, but, but I have to work on it. But the man who's gentle is the man who knows when it's wrong to apply the strict letter of the law. Uh, gentleness could be described as, uh, uh, I've heard before, sweet reasonableness. Gentleness is extending to others the kindness that we really want extended to us. And I would say, uh, Steve, that of all of these adjectives, that's the one that speaks to me the most as far as my need is that I think a good father, especially with daughters, needs to be gentle, not lenient. Right. gentle right. and you can be strong and gentle at uh, all at the same time but there are a number of things that happen in men's lives fathers lives that i would call trigger points that trigger points are where dad goes from gentle giant to uh uh an idiot. Yeah. And, and, and there are these, you know, uh, taking business calls at home mm. that might upset the, the family, you know, at that point could be a trigger point. Um, another trigger point might be, uh, spending in the checkbook with, um, uh, your wife and maybe your, your, something is spent or the credit card or whatever it might be. And it, it, it trips you and you become angry and and less gentle at mm-hmm. that point. Here's one, uh, Steve, that I think a <clears throat> lot of fathers really need to, to take, uh, um, in, take to heart and pay attention to alcohol. Mm. Uh, a man can change after two or three drinks and he can come home from work and he can be the most gentle, wonderful guy. But after three Manhattans, yeah. He can become very hard and uh, and strict, and the daughters at that point don't know which dad is right. going to come home. Yeah, and th- and that can be very uh, uh, scary, I'm sure, for a child. I, I didn't grow up in an environment of that, but I certainly I certainly know quite a few people who have, and it's it's frightening. I've I've had have good friends tell me, I, well, like you just said, I never knew which dad was coming home. I just couldn't imagine living in those kind of circumstances. So we, we do need to be careful. We need to guard certainly our own tongue and our own attitude and, and then avoid things like that that might um, you know, lessen our defenses yeah. and our ability to be able to control ourselves. I mean, you know, you, alcohol is one. I mean, my goodness, today's world of pornography is an absolute killer because yeah. it's, you know, it, it, it prevents men from being who they are. We can't love our wives and our daughters rightly if, if we're looking at pornography, if we're engaging in any way at all. Because I, one thing I pray for all the time, Jeff, I know you do too, is, is I, I want to be pure for my wife and my girls. You know, I want to mm-hmm. be a pure vessel. I know that I'm not, but I want that. I want that. They deserve that. You know, they earn that. And so uh, my prayers, let me be pure. God, please help me to be the man that they need me to be. Um, and so alcohol, pornography, et cetera, these are things that they, they keep me from being exactly. that man. Well, I think it's an important point to make. And, you know, you're listening to the show. And, and if you're struggling with that uh, right now in your life and you've got girls at home, this goes for boys too, but if you've got girls at home and you're struggling with any of these things, pornography, alcohol, anger issues, trigger points that make you a different dad uh, and, and cause you not to be gentle, you need you need to actually do something about it. I'd encourage you to get help. I really would. And, and if you're listening right now, this may be the Lord prompting you to get help. Amen. And if you reach out, I'm confident that in a year from now, two years from now, we just might get a message from you saying, thank you. By the way, Matt Frad mm-hmm. does a great work in this. You're, you're familiar with yes, him? Yeah. Yeah. We've worked with him a little bit here. He's actually part of our new uh, U program, which is the uh, the uh, Theology of the Body for Teens uh, new edition. Um, he's got a great piece in that. And uh, and we we, uh, we do have, um, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a, um, 
um, a talk by him called The Porn Effect. Um, he's got a website. He's got, you know, he's very connected with Jason Everett as well. Matt's doing a great, great work, just alerting us to the dangers of porn, how it affects us negatively, the brain and our relationships and, and, uh, and how to break free of this. Because again, the bottom line I would say is that porn neuters your ability to love rightly. Exactly. And, and we want to love our wives and, and our daughters gonna, And it's going to affect your ability to be a father to, to daughters. Yep. It, it really will. Hey, the next one on the list is number four, reasonable. Wisdom is reasonable. We're reading from James chapter 3, verses 13 through 18. All, the, all this is in the show notes, of course. Uh, reasonable, not stubborn, but will listen to others. Wisdom doesn't insist on its own way. Another one on the list that I need to hear about, because how many times as dads do we say, honey, no, this is not what's going to happen. This is what you're going to do and then as you think about it you realize i think i was a little too strict there and but i can't go back and change it because it's going to show weakness we've got to be reasonable and not stubborn and i'll be honest with you there have been times when i'm in raising my three daughters where i made statements and i stuck to them even though i knew i should have backed off a bit and I just stuck to them and said, no, dad has spoken. You know, like, hey, hey, I'm junior God. Dad has spoken. <laughs> I am the head of this household. But wisdom is reasonable. We right. need to listen to them. And several times my daughters have said, dad, I don't agree with you. And why not? And they told me and I said, you know, you have a very good point. Mm-hmm. Try to be reasonable. Yeah, that's, I think that's great. I, 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 um, I think that I think if you stick to it, even if when you discover that it was wrong, obviously that's rooted in, in stubbornness and pride and, and all the things that we're trying hard not to be. I don't personally believe that, that, that you know, saying, hey, you know what? I thought about this some more or there's new data now. I'm going to rethink it. I don't. I think that's actually a sign of um, strength, not weakness, because mm-hmm. it's showing them that dad really, what dad really wants is what's best for me. Right. You know, he made a decision at that moment. I'll, I'll say that often. Look, when I'm, I, that decision, everything I do, is because I think it's best for you, you know, but if information has changed or data's changed, or I've had a time to think of it some more, I still, that's still my goal. My goal is still wanting what's best for you. So I think being open and listening to them and being willing to, to consider their thoughts or feelings, I think that helps them to grow and develop. Because again, we're talking Jeff, about creating this, this environment where they feel free to spread their wings, you know, and mm-hmm. to be safe around dad. Another point, number five, uh, wisdom in raising daughters is full of mercy and good fruits. And, of course, Jesus is merciful. But, you know, you have to ask yourself, what is mercy? Does mercy mean, well, you just get by with everything? Eh, Okay, you did that wrong and fine. You snuck out in the middle of the night, no big deal. You know, that's not mercy. Mercy is when God's love meets your daughter's pain. Mm. And I got to tell you, I don't have boys, but I can tell you that my girls have come home from school at different times, different circumstances, crying. So-and-so said this. So-and-so wrote about me this way. I was left out of this group. I didn't that. I was, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they're hurt. They're, yeah. actually, uh, they're hurt. And, and what they don't need is a tough uh, football halftime talk. Right. They need mercy. Right. They need right. to know the mercy of God when God's love meets their pain at that point. Absolutely. I mean, what do we need when we go to confession, right? We want mercy, right? And I and I don't know the scripture like you do. Nobody knows the scripture like you do, Jeff. So, um, but there's a, there's that there's that passage about you know mercy and justice shall kiss. I love that because God's God's you know God's 
beautiful attribute is, is mercy, and he leads with that, and we should lead with that. I mean, first thing they might need is, as you said, just, just a shoulder to cry on, just an arm. The first thing I think they need to know is that dad loves them, because this is what I do, Jeff. I have beat this into my girl's head that there is nothing that you can do to make me love you more. And there's nothing you can do to make me love you less. Mm-hmm. You have all my love. I can't give you any more. You, you can't. You, so in other words, I, it, you know, the, I, I'm setting myself up. I know for some some days where where they 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 disappoint me or they they do something and that maybe even breaks my heart. But they need to know that I'm not going to love them less because. God doesn't love me any less when I sin. Mm-hmm. Um, God is merciful. And yet at the same time, there's also justice. And the justice is simply, well, okay, now let's talk through what are the consequences of these actions and you know, see where, see where God wants to take this because sure. it's obviously an opportunity for growth for all of us. Number six, love and wisdom raising our daughters is without uncertainty. Without uncertainty. This is a, another one that I think is important for dads. If you want to love your daughters and raise your daughters, you need to walk with wisdom and an attitude uh, without uncertainty. And uh, there was a, a philosophy that came out of the Middle Ages called nominalism, which meant it really taught that there were no universal truths, that God could do anything he wanted, which St. Thomas said, no, he can't. He's bound by who he is, his mm-hmm. mercy and his kindness and, and his justice. Yeah, right. And so I think that consistency... And we don't waver in being fathers is very important from day to day, week to week, is that they they know they can count on you to be to be the same and that the problems of this world, the political elections and everything else don't change you. Mm-hmm. My right. dad doesn't change. Right. He's he's so consistent because that's the way God is. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. For the sake of time, let's go into the last one real quick. Number seven, without insincerity, in other words, hypocrisy. Oh, okay. Now these just get worse for me. <laughs> Hypocrisy. You know, the, the word hypocrite is how you say actor. The word hmm. actor is hypocrite. It, wisdom is not hypocritical. It doesn't pretend to be someone that you are not. You've got to be authentic as a dad, don't you? Amen. I think it's also why we, we can't be afraid to face up and own up to our mistakes because it's, you know, I, I, I may have been behaving badly, but that's not who I really am. You know, that's not how I, how, who I really want to be for you. So if I made a mistake, I'm going to tell you because I want to mm-hmm. be authentic. I don't want to pretend to be something I'm not for them. I think it's a great, great uh, insight, Jeff. One last thing I want to mention, and it's something that I've done almost every day growing up with all three of my daughters, and that is I, I have used Numbers chapter 6, Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 and 25. It's called the Aaronic Blessing. And I every morning before they go to school, I lay my hand on their heads and I say, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And my girls have grown up with getting that every single day. And even when I was over in Israel in pilgrimages and I Skyped my youngest daughter, I was talking to her and she say, dad, can you give me the blessing? And she put her head next to the computer. Beautiful. And I gave her the blessing, you know, uh, and I'll, and I'll I'll wrap up the show with this, Steve. I think that when it's all said and done, our girls need our blessing. Amen. Um, you and I did not speak about this. I don't think ever, but I do the same thing. I, not that that not that specific prayer, but um, not a night will go to, go by where I don't bless them uh, mm-hmm. with holy water on their forehead and, and pray over them. Um, even if I get home late and they're already sleeping, I'll go in and do that. And if we're traveling, the same thing. It'll happen Great over idea. Skype. So it's so good talking yeah, to you. Too, and we, we should do it again and talk. Uh, we'll talk about granddaughters someday. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a whole show on that. But uh, thanks for joining me. 
Uh, my I pleasure. Thanks it. for having me, Jeff. Been talking with uh, the director of uh, product development at Ascension Press, a good buddy of mine, about raising daughters. My friend, uh, it's so good to be with you uh, on these shows, and and I hope that they're helpful. Your feedback is very helpful and very positive. I, I enjoy that. If you want the show notes for this show, you can go to Ascension presents.com forward slash podcast and you you can see the show notes there and uh, if you'd like to send me a note and tell me uh, the, uh any suggestions for shows or you have a question just email me at the jeff caven show at ascensionpress.com you can also subscribe on itunes if you do rate us it helps us in sharing the gospel and you and i can become partners in doing it as always it's great to be with you and uh, i want to end the show by praying for you and, uh, and look forward to joining you again. Will you join me now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit? Lord, I lift up to you, my friend, listening right now. And I ask you, Lord, to bless them. And if they have girls, I pray that you would help them become the father that they have been called to become. And I ask you, Lord, to bless their daughters today, that you would give them health and wisdom and guidance and protection, both spiritually and physically, and to help them preserve their purity. I pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have a great day, my friend.